0: welcome back to another episode of the bravo zulu podcast in this episode i have my best friend my wife stepping into the studio and uh she just spits a little bit about um what's been going on the podcast lately and things she's been listening to and hearing and clears the air on a few of uh allegations so uh i hope you enjoy it's a really good one i think and um everyone gets to hear from my from my love enjoy Welcome back to the show. Today, in the upstairs makeshift studio, we have Nikki, hello, aka my wife, and you know, I'm surprised she actually was like, yeah, I'll do that, because for the last longest of time, three weeks, she's been like, Ew, no, I just want to talk to you about it offline.
1: Okay, well, there's certain topics I feel very strongly about
0: right and you know um so obviously the one of the more recent episodes just dropped and you know uh episode 11 you know titled she's a submissive or the submissive question mark and you know for the that's with our my homegirl both of our homegirl tree j right and
1: hey girl <laughs>
0: And we've been talking a lot about it in our own marriage of, of what that meant after, you know, we, we, even before we aired it, after we recorded it, we came in and we talked about it and everything, right? And so we've been having that ongoing discussion and I, I don't want to say it like you got things on your, that you need to get off your chest, but I think something that struck a, a chord with you was when she was kind of adamantly saying that you were submissive.
1: Okay, for the record, I am not submissive. The word, and this is not to knock on Tree J because- No, yeah, this isn't like a
0: rebuttal thing. It's just- No,
1: yeah, yeah. We totally love Tree J. And I always respect other people's opinions and beliefs because, I mean, that's their belief. That's their opinion. That's what they know. So, I don't try to convince them otherwise because that's what they believe. That's what they live by. And that's totally fine. But I also have my own beliefs and opinions. I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise, but I'm going to try to give you. (laughs) Shit. I'm going to try to give you my own opinion as well. I think there's a, a very big difference between um, letting your man be a man, which I think is just what what people don't really think of is chivalry. I think that's a prime example of chivalry. Like, the man opens the door for you, the man, he drives you around, the man, he does all the man stuff. Um, to me, that's just chivalry.
0: It's just man stuff. Yeah,
1: it's a, yeah. but I don't want to say man stuff because that's like you know
0: in today's day and age you are like oh you
1: know yeah no it, do that too. yeah
0: it's um well I mean you know depending on the makeup of the relationship whatever right but you know in, in our relationship like what we were talking about earlier you were saying um that when you marry a man in a in a you know female male. Relationship, you were looking for what? Someone who would be a man to you, or and take care of you, and do things. And you brought up those examples that I often forget about.
1: Oh yeah, like well, I had a like back in the day when we were just dating. Um, you were on a ship, so I couldn't um, just call you on the cell phone. Yeah, I had a flat tire on my way to work. Um, it was like my first nursing job. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um. I had a flat tire, and, you know, my dad, he's not as young as he used to be, and usually I would call my dad, but my, I'm, like, living my own life now. I I shouldn't be calling my dad for shit. So, of course, the first thing I do is call my, at the time, you were my boyfriend, so I called my boyfriend and come fix my flat tire, and my brother, he was stationed elsewhere, so naturally it's i'm gonna call my boyfriend to come right fix his damn tire i know he's gonna fix it
0: and and i mean by that time i mean we'd been good what it was your nursing job we'd already been together like a year or so two
1: i think like two years
0: two years whatever it was but you you called the office because i was on the ship right so you called the office number and you know to me i'm a person that if if and this is this is from then till now if you ever call the office quickly and immediately i think it's an emergency because what you 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 know you don't call the office to I bug never me call the office. right unless it's some real shit going down so when my even my girlfriend at the time was like oh you know they're like yo uh josh like it's nikki on the phone i thought like oh shit like something's wrong <laughs> now, when you brought it, I remember you're like, I have a flat tire. Can you come save me?
1: Uh, no, I said, can you come rescue <laughs> Oh,
0: rescue. Yeah, yeah. And immediately I was like, yeah, like unquestionably, right? And I, I talked to a senior and was like, hey, man, like maybe has got flat. You're down on the H1 all the way yeah. downtown, yeah. right? Traffic. Yeah, traffic. Well, there's traffic, but it wasn't like traffic bumper to bumper or nothing. But I got there as fast as I could and helped you out. And to me, like, that's, like, an an automatic, like, thing that should just happen. And that has nothing to do with, like, the submissive thing. You know, you brought up the other story of me um, bringing you the uh, windshield wipers when I knew your old purple stallion. And
1: let's rewind. I know how to do all this stuff. Okay, let's not get that twisted, but... At the same time, I'm in my work uniform. I don't want to get dirty. And, or it was raining when he changed my windshield. And you're
0: on the way to work.
1: And I'm on the way to work. Like, I am not going to get dirty in my clothes. So, shit. I'm going to tell my man to go. <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: but, you know, that that's fine. And I, But I think some people would think that is a submissive trait.
1: How is that submissive, I'm not though? saying it
0: is. I'm just saying no, some people I'm would think. No, I'm just
1: saying, like, how would that be submissive? I'm just asking for help. Right. That's not, like, my definition of submissive, and I'm not going to say everyone thinks so, but it's, to me, is a... I don't even want to say negative connotation because some people like being, some women like being submissive. And that's totally fine if that's what you like to do. But also, like, you will never, ever catch me being submissive because.
0: Well, I think it's that, um, like, we we're talking about the definition of it, right? I'm oh, sure you
1: of- could ask anyone off the street, like, who knows me? Oh, if someone said, oh, yeah, Nikki's submissive, they'll be like, Pfft.
0: <laughs> no and i think that's with a lot of people i i think um when when you think about the word and the context that's often used in in a in a woman submissive way when it comes to relationships the woman or wife being submissive i just think it's it's not it's always thought about one way and that is the what the definition reads you know meekly uh, obedient to someone else
1: and you got to you got to think like I come from a very uh, there's like a stereotype with it because I'm Asian like Asians right. are like known, submissive known to be submissive but if you know my family and you know my mom my mom is far from being submissive and that's who I get a lot of my my f- feminine traits from is my right. mom cause,
0: Well, I would hope that was feminine. Traits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, you know, I grew up in a military family. So I grew up with my mom holding it down at yeah. the house when he was gone. So to right. me, um, she was making all the decisions because back in the day, you couldn't just pick up the phone. You couldn't Facebook. You couldn't message. Yeah. You couldn't even email.
0: Yeah. It was like, like old school letter writing. You, yeah,
1: If you wanted to send a letter, it was like snail mail. There was no flat rate boxes back then. So... Like that's who that's who my role model was on how to be like a female,
0: you yeah, know? to be a woman, yeah,
1: it's like i I've never known my mom to be submissive. I just known her to be a very strong, independent mother,
0: well, I think you know the submissive thing um along with those stereotypes and stuff that that you have to deal with. I think it often also like in the bed kind of stuff, submissive. Like if you think of, you brought it up the 50 shades whole trilogy, right. And everything with that, that's another thing that people immediately think of like, Oh, you're submissive. So not necessarily like a sexual thing. Like you like that, but it's like, Oh, you like, I I, I brought it up dogs. You get a, a, the alpha gets the rest of the dogs to submit to it. Meaning, One is the master and rules over the others. And
1: also, if you look at Fifty Shades of Grey, I know it's a fictional story, but look who he ends up with, the non-submissive woman.
0: I thought she was.
1: No, she never, she never. She
0: didn't get that spanking?
1: She cried, remember, and they broke up?
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. She, it was too hard. She couldn't yeah, deal she with it. Yeah, she was like, what the fuck <laughs> that was, When we watched that, I was laughing so hard. So hard.
1: She said, bitch, what is this?
0: <laughs> yeah, I rem- oh, yeah, I remember that now. Okay. Anyways, we're not here to do a mu- movie review. Maybe on another episode. But, yeah, I just think the submissive thing is um, I think there's only kind of there's the most common way to think of it. And it is, um, I don't even want to say negative. It's just the the most factual, like, uh, uh, not factual, um, what's the word? Like, logical way. Like, you think of the word, and like I said, you think of the exact definition immediately. And most people are not going to be cool with being called submissive.
1: Absolutely not. Like, I am not okay with being submissive.
0: That sucks, too. i'm just kidding honey don't kill me hey if another episode doesn't come out after this then uh, come look for me anyways um what else you guys say about it honey
1: uh as far as like submissive it's like exactly as defined
0: yeah how would you say like um so you know i said something during that episode of like some would consider me a submissive husband Because, you know, I brought up things like how you did not like how I paid bills. Maybe a day past the due date or whatever else. And so you totally.
1: does that? (laughs) You're an adult.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't late.
1: Oh, my God. No.
0: But. But then, but see, that's, that's the thing, right? It was where I was like, okay, like, obviously you have a problem with it. It's such a big deal to you. I have <laughs> Majority of
1: Americans have a problem with saying, I don't
0: think, a, I don't think a majority, do. I think a majority don't, <laughs> but I had no problem like turning that over to you and being like, okay, fine then. You know, you don't want me to do it my way. You do it your way. And I think a lot of men would not be able to do that. Because they feel that 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 is a submissive thing, right?
1: No, I think it's more of the man not being comfortable with a woman taking over of the stereotypical man responsibility. Like, people would say, oh, the bill should be a man thing. But in today's society, a, a woman is like just as capable capable and they
0: always have been it's like you said it's a stereotype thing i
1: i don't want to you know make this into woman power we're you know
0: yeah all equal.
1: yes we are all equal but you know let's be real there's that stereotype that the man should be doing the yard work the man is paying the bills but I mean, whoever is more capable of doing it, like why not?
0: Right, and, and I think you you hit something there. What it is the stereotypes of of a time long past, right, uh, where it was only the man working. So then the man came home and it was either one or two things. The man did take care of everything.
1: Yeah. But even in today's society, like even if the woman is staying at home and taking care of the house, sometimes the woman will still take care of the. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. I was about to say that actually was like the man works, comes home and then just here's the money. Yeah. Handle it. And then they're like totally hands off. And you know what? And again, whatever works for you works for you. We're not here to say, you know do this or do that we're just you know kind of throwing things out there of, of of what happens and that there doesn't need to be a stereotype attached to any method right
1: yeah and this is only like particularly like how we work this isn't for me to say this should be how everyone does it um The reason why we do it that way is because, um, like, our entire beginning of our relationship, you were off in the sea all the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, your internet connection was never there. So, even when you were gone, you were asking me to just take care of your bills. because you didn't know if you're going to have internet connection to pay everything on time. Cause you still had the apartment.
0: Yeah. And mind you, y'all, this was, I was having you pay for that apartment. Um, which one was that in? I was in Pearl, Pearl city, city and you had to drive up to, uh, uh, where's that over by like North Shore, Kailua, Kailua. No, Yeah. Kailua. Well, it was like the backside of K Bay, right?
1: Yeah. Still it's like yeah, far.
0: Yeah. All the way up to H3 and shit, which I never minded when I was paying it, I'd go pay it in person but I ride my motorcycle up there. I enjoy the ride and it was cool. But my, like I said, I was in mind you this, this is my girlfriend at the time that wasn't trusting. <laughs> <Yeet! laughs> Talk about going out on a limb. Damn. The dog farted again. Yeah, this is real life in here. Y'all this is real life. But you know, so I, I had that level of trust with her to, to do that. And it wasn't even just all like, Uh, love out of love and everything it was it was more just like i knew you were capable of handling those bills and stuff you know what i mean because it it wasn't like oh i love her so much i want her to pay my rent for me i was like fuck she's responsible i need my shit paid (laughs) I, i looked at it more like as a responsible human she would do this and i love her and i trust her enough to do it but if you're a fucking deadbeat, you know, girlfriend that didn't wasn't in college or going to school or working or anything, I wouldn't have had you doing that. I would have just got rid of the damn apartment and figured something else out on the side. You know what I mean? Of not having to pay as many of those bills because what like if you never paid your own bill and you're like, "What's that?" Nah, this ain't the one, you know? And I think that's more important than just uh, a lot of the other stuff that, that has been talked about.
1: Well, it's, that's that's because that's your, that's how you envisioned your, your my baby mama, other your other half. You. There's other people that are okay with doing everything themselves, but I think, I think the major. I think the major takeaway from this whole thing is communication, right? I think like you you would think that the key to success in a marriage is being able to talk to each other. It's not submission, it's not any of that. It's Ooh, being like able being able to talk to each other openly. If you can sit there and be like yeah, girl, you getting thick or yeah, boy, you getting a little thick boy. And you guys I are am. and you guys are okay with that. That's totally fine. But that's because you guys have that great communication. That's yeah. why your marriage is working the way it is is because it's not submission. It's that you're able to talk to each other that way and that just falls into we communicate well. I think
0: that's beautifully said
1: and I think and that's me and you too like yeah I take on like what people would say oh why you know isn't that the man stuff but in today's day and age like it is not it's not far off that women take on the bills because a lot of my work friends like all females and I don't want to say it's because they're the the money makers in the relationship but It's kind of just like a. It's just a. I just want to make sure our bills are paid on time. That's it. Yeah. And that's well, like like I
0: said, it it doesn't necessarily need to be. And like, man, I I kind of don't like talking like this sometimes. But like, it's not necessarily gender role thing.
1: No, because I don't look at anything that we do as gender specific.
0: Right. And that's not because of any kind of societal new yeah. norms or anything It's because we've built our marriage and our family to, like I've said before, to be 50, 50 and right. to just but that's get because, the job done, whatever it is.
1: Well, that's because we, we can talk about it. And I think like, um, like if you're able to talk to each other about that, if you know that, that there's a financial decision that needs to be made and Um, you don't agree on it, but someone makes a decision anyway, and you trust that everything's gonna go okay. That's because you guys know each other that well to make that decision. And but like with me and you, if there's a disagreement, trust me that well. (laughs) If there's a disagreement, then we know that there is no decision to be made because. If you make that decision without my consent,
0: no um, more, no I'm more. I'm, I'm dead. Be
1: so pissed. right.
0: And, and, and again, like, so we could take that back to be like, well, then I'm submissive to you. Right. That's I'm not, obedient to you, no, but also, that's well, it's just
1: okay.
0: also it, it's knowing where we're at and knowing that, and I'm okay that your trust isn't there that, cause you know, I'm risky. You know, I like the risk, you know, I like to roll them dice and stuff. So again, it's just the communication that we've established throughout our time together that when I'm telling you these these things, you're in the back of your mind like, okay, Josh, I know you're giving me as much as you know, but I bet you're also not giving me the full risk assessment <laughs> because you really want to do it. But, and, the, and if you could hold back a little bit, but you might why, give me say yes.
1: Uh, that's why they say opposites attract. Like, yeah. I'm very low risk. You're high risk. Yeah. So we kind of balance each other out. But you're also more educated on like, like financial stuff. Yeah like that I don't even know what
0: you call it. Financials.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like for me, I I think I'm just better at making sure everything is paid on this date and like I only know the very basic things about stuff. Yeah. Like The mortgage and HOA and Melrose, those are like very basic things. You know, the very detailed things. Like if you said, hey, we need to invest in this kind of insurance. And it's because if the water main breaks, like we're going to be responsible for it. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. If you think that's going to benefit us in the long run, then sure. Let's do it. But that's where, like, you know, that's why you're better at that. And that's why we communicate about things like that. Like, you have to, just like you said, you have to give me a risk assessment. If that, if it sounds way too off the wall, no. Yeah. You cannot. And
0: I can, I can tell with you very easily. When, you, when the little gears in your mind are grinding and I see the little smoke coming out of your ears of you trying to work through it and you're like, I can't imagine it, no. And that's with anything we'll be talking about, not just financial. I'll be like, oh, honey, let's do this and this to the yard. And you, you're like, say it again? <laughs> I'll say it again. And in my mind, I have it all figured out. And you're like, I I, I don't know, just don't talk to me about it right now because I can't imagine it. And it just goes, you know, like with any of your hobbies or decor around the house, you get the vision of it and you can immediately see. But when I'm explaining stuff to you, whatever it's about, you don't get the vision and you're like, no, I I don't have any clue what you're talking about, honey. So right now, no. (laughs) And and, but I mean, again, it's like we move on and say, "Okay, well, we're moving on then, you know. Um, So can I get that ten (laughs) thousand? No for a crypto investment no i thought i'd try y'all i thought i'd try (laughs) um what else do you think honey
1: what did we talk about earlier i don't even remember
0: i don't know i was just really stoked that you brought up how i rescued you those couple times it was pretty solid
1: yeah because that's um oh that's what you that's what you look for that's what i looked for anyway in in finding my other half because it's not, I mean, I always, so in your previous episode, you talked about, well, Nikki's the high asset.
0: Yeah, you're my high value asset.
1: Um, I just don't see how that's any different from like a man being a high value asset. Because I, I don't. I just feel like if a wealthy person can easily step out of their marriage because they see like a little hot thing because their woman at home is, you know, not looking physically as great as they used to, I just don't agree with, that has a lot more to do with their character. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, because I told you before, I'm, you know, you know that we're a godly family. We try to be, you know, um, and I always feel like God always throws things at you and just watches. Yeah. And then whatever you choose to do is always like a lesson learned and, You could either learn from it or keep making the same mistakes. And if you keep making the same mistakes, that means you just really don't give a shit in life. So if you choose to step out of your marriage, like, continuously, then um, that is something that's wrong with you. You know, if you can't value what you have at home, like, I understand, like, shit happens. But if you can't fix it the first time... You shouldn't you like you don't deserve you don't deserve marriage. You don't deserve a lifelong partner because you don't understand what a lifelong partner is. Because it's in the vows, right? Yeah. Like through thick and thin, richer poor, sickness and in health, right? And
0: sickness comes in many forms nowadays.
1: Yeah, sickness could be you getting thicker. <laughs>
0: Don't use the word thick, because thick is good. <laughs> you're getting thicker, girl. No, but you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, everyone's had those tests, and, and everyone works through the, those tests. But, you know, I, I find it... Um, but that's know,
1: why those things are called vows, because you vow right. to stay with that person forever. Yeah. And if you can't stand someone who gets just a little thicker, then... You should not be married. Right. But like I said, if you're able to communicate like, oh, you're starting
0: to get a little... But I mean, it's one thing to communicate it. But if at, at the point now you're communicating that it is no longer acceptable in your marriage, like that's pretty sad too.
1: It is because then you never really thought about it before you got married. Yeah. Um, I... You know, I, when I got pregnant, I got big. I'm not going to lie. I mean, all my friends knew it. it was, they would make fun <laughs> of me, but they'd still feed me, you know, like I'd have like 10 chicken, chicken nuggets all like the I, time. I'd go into a patient's room and then all of a sudden there's like a 20 piece <laughs> chicken nuggets sitting on my desk. They're like, the baby needs to eat.
0: That's so I'm like,
1: funny. yeah, but my ass doesn't like.
0: But you ate them, didn't you?
1: Yeah, because this shit was good. It tastes <laughs> like ten times better when you're pregnant. But you know, I got I went from being super fit, yeah, to being super thick.
0: You like, had your abs popping and everything. Yeah, right well, before I had a
1: sponsorship. Yeah, I had I had a lot of things going, and then you know, when I got pregnant, like it was like the happiest thing was having a child. But then afterwards, there's there's that thing in your mind, like, oh man, I'm not my body is not the same. But that's all mental, you know. That's all like within you, within you, and what you're, um, how you see yourself. So you have to be happy with yourself to truly be happy overall. Because if you if it's in your mind that oh, God, I'm going to be left if I don't get fit, then that's, like, you should not never feel that way. Yeah. Because if you knew who you married and what vows you took and if you know they're going to be there, like, whether you get big, sick, whatever, then you have a soulmate. Then you shouldn't have to worry about getting fit so quickly because, honestly, like, your body doesn't go back yeah. to being the same. Like, yeah. I used to run like six miles. We used to run like six miles every day. Like before pregnancy. But after pregnancy, like your your hips don't feel the same because like childbirthing.
0: Because <laughs> like you know, childbirthing. <laughs> it's
1: a it's a legit like scientifically scientifically. Yeah, your body changes. It it went through trauma yeah. for nine months. That's trauma to the body. Yeah. So to go back like some women some women can whip back into shape, but like i just didn't yeah like people say oh my god you lost so much weight no well not really
0: yeah you you lost the baby weight yeah and and everything that came along with that but
1: but as what just
0: like the breed not everything i guess that came along with it but like everything that was on the inside has mostly shed because but there's still a lot packed on you
1: gotta think like as you get older your meta your metabolism gets slower so i you know I got pregnant a lot later in life, like in my thirties. Well,
0: not a lot later, babe, but, no, but later. Yeah.
1: But later than. than
0: yeah. Not average. straight out of college or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah,
1: Right. So like my metabolism was working against me from like the moment I hit 30. Yeah. So once I gave birth, it was like losing weight became so hard because in the twenties, it was just so much easier. And then, you know, you work the night shifts and it just doesn't make it anything easier because your right. hormones are all jacked up now. Well,
0: like your whole body reconstructed itself. Yeah. And, and you know, my but, fault but because I, I got you pregnant pretty quickly afterwards, <laughs> 18 months almost exactly. And, you know, you repeated the process for the sake of having our daughter.
1: Yeah. And can you imagine like a trauma after trauma? Trauma to the body, like, right next to each other. So, like, losing weight the second time around was even harder. So, but never once did I ever feel like I have to lose weight. If I felt that way, it was because it was, like, a self, like, fulfillment. I think I battled that a lot postpartum. But that's only because I kept thinking about what my body was like pre-pregnancy, Yeah. Because I haven't, I didn't fully recover from the first pregnancy because I got pregnant so quickly thereafter. So, like, I, if I felt like I had to lose weight, it was because it was like a self happiness thing. But if I ever felt like you made me feel that I needed to lose weight, I cut you off. Like, no man should ever make me feel like I needed to lose weight. Because if they did, it was just like, well, fine. You can leave because I don't need you. Yeah, It's more like I needed to do it for myself.
0: So, how do you think, um, like, I don't want to say recovering from it all, but like, just like, how do you think you're doing now as far as like, because you said the postpartum stuff and how do you think you're dealing with the happiness of where you're at now?
1: I'm happy because like the home life is great. Well,
0: like I guess the, the acceptance of, cause like you said, you, you did have troubles looking back at those old pictures and being like, "Damn, this is where I used to be. But like, what was the realization of like, I'm not there. I won't be there anytime soon. I, it's going to take time. And to realizing like you are where you're at now and it's for all great reasons and that you can still be happy and, and just love the new journey that you're on, so to say.
1: Um, I think that it was a... It's been tough mentally yeah. because, like, patience is not a friend of mine. I have, like, very...
0: Tell me like, about it. The lesson <laughs> in patience has been hard,
1: but I think like the whole plant thing that mm-hmm. I've been doing has been teaching me some hard lessons about patience. And mm, um, interesting, yeah. But and it shows me like over time, um, you'll see a transformation. You just got wait. Yeah. You got to wait and take care of the plant, and you'll see it transform. You just gotta let it be let it do its thing and i think like i've been putting that into my own life like okay i mean the kids are just toddlers they need my attention my kids come first and i think like because i see them so happy with me just spending time with them like losing weight yeah i go in the gym like maybe four times a week at the most um but the fulfillment of my children being happy with my presence and not being so wrapped around fitness and my own self, I think I had to get happy and accept that first. To really truly be present I think there was like a period in time where I was a little absent-minded from the family because I was just like so wrapped around I need to lose weight I need to do this I need to do that I need to be the perfect mom but also like have a perfect body but the perfect body was because I felt like I needed that I didn't feel like you were ever gonna leave me for being bigger because that's what childbirth does. Yeah. Sometimes you get bigger. Sometimes you stay the same. There are some women who just look so skinny with just a belly. God, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> but, you know. But like, their
0: man isn't. Because afterwards, they still got the little skinny twig.
1: Yeah. Well, I just wasn't fortunate to be skinny with a prego belly. Yeah. It was like, girl, you ready to pop kind of <laughs> <body>. <laughs> You know? But, like, just seeing them smile, I think, like, I came to the realization that they're, ha- like, my family's happiness is way more important than, like, my body. Because I know when they start school and stuff, I'm going to have so much time on my hands, and I'm going to miss yeah having them home. All day
0: long, being yeah. able to bug you. But it's also going to be nice that you'll be able to get your full rest, wake, full up, rest, wake and, up and go straight. Yeah. get into yeah. your routine of going straight to the garage to hit the gym and, and, and you know, get that progress that you've been looking for. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Cause this is something we haven't ever talked about when, when you brought up just, uh, the, uh, the plant thing and kind of looking at your plants and seeing how long it takes, right. When you're, uh, propagating them, <laughs> right. I'm learning a lot. Yo suck life. <laughs> and, uh, when you're propagating them and taking them from the little baby and you're putting them you just have these little leaves fucking on the dirt everywhere around the house and the windowsills. <laughs> and, and, but then like you show them to me and you're like, Oh babe, look at this one. Last year, this was nothing. Is it was like a leaf I plucked off? <laughs> and now it's like, you know, a small quarter size, maybe a little bit bigger, like succulent that's growing. And like I said, you've never mentioned that to me at all, how well, you've started trying to like interpret that into your own life, your personal life, right? Outside of our family, but your own little capsule of Nikki and what Nikki's trying to do.
1: Well, yeah, because I don't really talk about it because it's like it's been, uh, we'll say 2020 has been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's why I've, I've, I've gotten into the whole plant thing because it it just, you know, I mean, people who know me knows that, like, it's my grandpa thing and my dog. And on top of that, it's just, it just goes, that's why I'm so passionate about it is because it's just, I learned so many lessons from it. Yeah. You know, like transformation, patience, like. People just look at me, oh, you're a crazy plant lady, dude. Like,
0: Yes, I no. do. <laughs> How many <laughs> yes, <I> do, do. <laughs> you
1: have? And, like, it's all because, like, it's taught me so many life lessons. Like, it sounds crazy, but...
0: No, it doesn't, because... I, I you're
1: I, a crazy plant lady. Yeah,
0: yeah but, no, I, I don't think it sounds crazy at all. You know, um, and not just because I love you, but because... Uh, people find those life lessons through all kinds of things, right? Yeah, like
1: little hobbies,
0: hobby, sport, um, whatever it is, right? People love to go hiking because it is teaches some of them kind of lesson of perseverance and keep going. But, whatever it is, it doesn't fucking matter as long as you find something that you can relate it yeah, to and also, making the change.
1: Remember, like running, running was my therapeutic yeah. getaway, but now I don't have, I don't have the time i mean i do have the time but you know the kids always want it's not the priority yeah mommy like i want to run and walk with you so that i don't ever get my run in because the kids want to walk on the trail too but if i do the plants at least the kids the kids are freaking like
0: playing in the backyard playing in
1: the backyard or they're doing their own
0: thing too like they go you know behind the fence area and and go have fun
1: or they want to water the plants too yeah so it's like Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's another thing that I can do with the kids plus stress relief yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, people don't understand. Like, there's a lot of stress relief you get out of that, too.
0: So, you know, um, you know, you kind of bring up the kids in it, like, how they bug you about the running and exercise. But isn't it awesome, too, like, how they love to go exercise? Yeah. And they're not really I mean, doing this shit. I mean, yeah. a little bit every now and then, but don't you find it like even more important? You, Cause you said something that you said that you don't have the time and then you kind of self-correcting. And correct Like, and I help you with like saying, it's not about time. We have the time, but it's not our priority to put anything before our kids.
1: Oh yeah. Because the kids come first and everything now, but well, in my life anyway, because, um, the kids will will always remember the little things yeah. and I want to make sure that they remember all the fun times. I don't I do not want them to remember, "Oh, mom was always too busy." Yeah. She was too busy working out and stuff, like I don't remember. Yeah. Like I would rather them remember that they were with me and I was teaching them like how to lift things and if that cuts into my sets, I just don't care anymore. Because it's just like, sometimes, I mean, every mom can attest that it gets frustrating sometimes. Because sometimes you just want to work out, get it over with, and go. But I always have to remember, like, it's not about me right now. It's about the kids and, you know, like, their younger years are, like, a very important time in them to develop um, their skills and their memories and stuff like that. So I just want to make sure that they... That they learn the little things like exercising is important, so that when we all can start exercising together, it's a part of their.
0: It's part, part of their, their daily life. habits. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a real important thing to well to our family. But that you said right, it's it, it's instilling that it's exercise time for the day, so every day they have exercise time.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, and they get excited.
0: Right, and oh, it's I not know? just and it's not just like you know, when, when Mikey was in school, they had their playtime and playtime is one thing. And I think of their playtime as like their time in the backyard with you, or when we go back there, throw the ball for Apollo and, and that's like playtime, but like, although they're not exercising so much in the, in the gym and they're, you know, watching TV and kind of playing, we try to interact with them more of like, Hey, yeah, that's a weight. Go ahead and pick that up. Oh yeah. You know, go ahead. Sissy, do a squat. Oh yeah. Can we do a, get the ab roller and roll the ab roller around. Right. Just to try to teach them like exercise is a daily habit ingrained in their, in in their fabric.
1: They're at the age of imitation. So they imitate everything that you do. So, um, I just try to make sure that they're imitating the good the good stuff and that's why I just like I stopped caring about myself because people will will often find themselves putting their health last once they become a parent. There's nothing wrong with that. It just it just happens naturally.
0: Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. And uh Let's go ahead and get you another glass of wine. Let's get me another whiskey and let's put a movie on. All right. Bye, love. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And if you're looking for more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Bravo Zulu podcast. And don't forget that the information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of myself, Joshua Moore, and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, the DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. We're just keeping it real and having fun. Thanks for joining us.